0: Good evening and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. On the show this evening we've got all the gang. Yeah, it's Paul Thorpe's here. So too Ricky Hyatt. I'm here. Hilda's back from his rounders game. That's a girls game, isn't it? Rounders. And we've got the captain, Oles, no of the Overtown Football Club, Josh Staunton. We should have all the news direct from the horse's mouth. There's what's going on at Yelvil. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And uh, my guests this week are Mr. Paul Thorpe. Good evening, Thorpe. Good evening. Um, very happy to be here. Well, I'm glad about that because I wouldn't have been happy if you weren't here. Um, Rick Heights here. Hi, Rick. Hi, uh,
1: I, I'm,
0: I'm also very happy that um, Thorpe's
1: here.
0: Yeah. And... Um, now, we've got a strange situation, really, in that uh, after playing girls' rounders last week, Hilda is now having her hair cut. So Hilda's going to join us a little bit later, um, but he is around. And also, we're very honoured to have the, I think, the new first-team captain at Yolvertown Football Club with us, Mr Josh Staunton. But he's having connection problems at the moment, so he will... He will join us as soon as he sorts his phone or computer. Or he's
1: definitely not having his hair
0: done. No, he's not. No, that's a good point, Rick. Actually, I don't know. I can say that he's
1: not here
0: yet. Yeah, I don't know how you how you spotted that so so quickly though. You know, but um, anyway, look, it's um, it's it's a big big week for football, and um, what do we all think about Cristiano Ronaldo's situation then? Thorpe, you've, you've got something oh, to say about it's,
2: him. It's bizarre, isn't it? He's um, he's chosen to come out and say, look, now I'm now available to clubs that are in Champions League, I believe. Which is, um, I, I can understand it. he's probably the best footballer around at the moment. His performances last year, I thought were, you know, in a poor side, were very, very good, you know. And he was the, he was the top performer for Manchester United. So, so they need to keep him, undoubtedly. Um, because they haven't really made any signings yet, but they—I'm the, led to believe that there are some on the horizon. Yeah. But I think the lack of activity in the, um, in, you know, in the transfer fee, uh, uh, you know, uh, that hasn't happened at Manchester United has made him actually think about his own situation. Um, you know, Rick might tell me differently, but I think that that's probably what's happened. He's gone in in a minute. We're not signing the type of players that we should be. I know he's been on the phone to certain players. Uh, to join him, you know, and if that's not happening, then it's obviously going to think about his own position because, you know, he's been at the elite of football since um, the day he started and uh, there's no reason why that should change. You know, it's up to the club, I think, personally, to get to the standards that is required to keep him at the football club. Um you know, and uh, when you've got one of your best players, I was, I was disappointed in the way that, that uh, a little bit more effort wasn't put in to... Keeping Mane because I thought he would had a great season for us, but Nunes is there. They're saying that he's going to perform. We hope that you know that he does perform. So realistically, it's not a step backwards. Now losing Ronaldo would definitely be a step back, and um, they need to do whatever they can to keep him. You know, but if he wants Champions League football, you know that's where the failings of last year are going to bite. Um, bite Manchester United on the backside.
0: Well, I see that Josh has arrived. Good evening. Yeah, can you, you hear back, us, Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. can you hear yeah, us. I can that's hear you. that's I've good. Well, well, we'll come back to Ronaldo in a minute because uh, obviously we want to we want to have a chat with you about your return and what's <laughs> been. I know he's broken. Brilliant. <laughs> so, so um, well, first of all, um, congratulations on signing your new your new contract. It's good to have you around for two oh, years. I'm sure we'd be taking the Mickey out of you for the next two years, quite quite a lot, really. But uh, <laughs> it's all know. part of it, it? lady. <laughs> but, but how how do you feel about it? I mean, you must be pleased to have signed on and get it all sorted out and you know settle down now to life in Yeovil.
3: Yeah, it was good. Um, it was. I'm glad it was. It was uh, I spoke to the manager, obviously, straight after the season, and we got it done very very quickly. Really, like there was no obviously my I wanted to stay. The club wanted me. To so, it's relatively easy in terms of that. Uh, definitely makes it a lot easier when rather than when you when you're both in the same direction. So, I'm glad. Um, I'm really glad we we got it sorted, and it was nice to have a nice summer where we could focus on, where I could focus on just looking at the way the club's hopefully progressing. And
0: and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to another couple of years in the overall minimum, really. And um, you know, how long have you been back now? A week is it, or just under? Yeah yeah a week a week we went back last week so yeah. So you've had you've had a week of of, week, um, of Chris Hargreaves and and Chris Todd you know how's it been going what what what's the new regime like is it a, a lot different to um to um Darren Souls or or is it completely the same or how's it all working out?
3: Um yeah it's very different It's obviously every
0: manager has their own
3: what they believe is their way of doing it and uh, the gap so far, I've been really impressed with everything we've done. It's been it's been really really tough. As in the first, it was probably one of the, up there was one of the toughest first weeks in a long time. He's uh, very drilled on fitness, um, and we've done a lot more team patterns so far, uh, and then a lot of work off the ball. But it's been a very good week. And I think it's one of them weeks where you hate it at the time. And I was speaking to the Jamie record, the new signing, and, and I said it's one of them weeks you really. At the time, you hate and your body killing you. But come the start of the season, I think it'll be a very, very good. You look back and think, "Oh, we done a lot of miles in that week. That was a lot of the base work." And and hopefully, I think the next four or five weeks will be will be similar, and it uh, should hold stand in good stead for the season.
0: And um, you know, got some new lads there as well. Are they all fitting in well? And you know, getting into the to the, re- the regime of what's happening?
3: Yeah, uh, the gap is recruited well. I think obviously we're still early. I think there'll be obviously be more recruits coming in, but I think the Gap has mentioned to us is very uh cautious of the type of person he wants to bring as well as the player and they've got to fit the group and, and so far all the signs have, have matched exactly what you said and, and they've they slotted in very nicely and, and they're all good good lads. So uh if we can build a good dressing room I think it'll be a really good good season
0: or two for the club. Chris Todd being a Welshman, is, is he is he doing any singing down there? <laughs> no singing, just press ups. Oh, press-ups, press ups. Yeah.
3: No, but Todd is a Todd is a good guy. obviously the first time i have come across him, but so far I've really got on with him. I think he's he's excellent in his coaching and the, the standards that both him, the gaffer and Marcus are, are installing into us. I think it's a it's a nice it's a nice clean slate for the club and I think it's a nice I think they're going to be very successful. I I think the the early signs are very good.
0: Is the onus very much on fitness or at the moment or or is it you know a combination of both?
3: Uh it's been it's definitely been a combination of both. We've been doing that long hard miles in your legs runs which you always which you always seen do it first week or two but there's been a lot of football the first two days the first day was was really tough but uh, we didn't touch a football but after that we've kind of introduced the footballs. We've tried we're finding the balance of doing that hard, hard, long stuff and then getting fit with the balls as well. And I think the group's reacting well to it. I think uh I know myself I really enjoyed the first couple of weeks. So for uh, the first week and, and, and enjoyed really enjoyed today. I'm sure there's plenty more hard days to come, but come come Christmas time I'm sure we'll be very thankful for them.
2: And does it think is that fight balance isn't it? You know, uh, b- between that fitness and then, you know, what you're doing the pattern of play or what he's you, looking to do, the pattern of play, you, 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 you get that rest in your legs again, yeah, definitely. And yeah, yeah. a little bit of fun, a little bit of hidden running, as we call yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah, where yeah. you're actually enjoying yourself but you're still doing the running as well. And I saw one today where there, there was a, a relay, um, with inflatables with the great big sheet at the end with the soapy water, and they had a they had a t- a, a two halves of the squad having a go at each other. That, that's a lot of hidden running. But also a lot yeah, of fun, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you, and you need that little bit of fun as well to, uh, you know, to sort of like um, take the uh, the tediousness out of the uh, the running side of it. So um, um,
3: yeah, so that's really yeah,
2: really
3: important, I, isn't it? Yeah, I'd imagine it's very different your day Thorpe. You, I'd imagine it was a lot more just uh, there was no sports science to I presume back then it was just more just hard hard running, and there's still a place for it. I think there is definitely a place that like we've done some hard long runs but yeah. you do a lot more on the balls. Even since I first joined, the first started going full time. There's been a lot more on the balls now than there was even ten years ago. So yeah, they're definitely yeah. progressing. I think I, I think you're exactly right. It's, it's finding that balance, isn't it? And then recovering when you can, and then getting yeah. ready because then you need to do some short, sharp stuff, which you get with the ball really uh, twisting and turning. Because it's good to have them miles in your legs, but you can't really replicate football movements, can you? When you're just running, so. I just yeah. think so far the Gaffer has been spot on, and Scott, the sports scientist, has been excellent, and it's been a team effort, and 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 the boys look strong. Yes.
0: Have mm-hmm. the Has the Gaffer put a, a big emphasis on sports science, um, Josh? Um, I think it
3: uh, buys into what he's doing. I think this year, obviously, we've got the GPS trackers, which we didn't, look, which uh, Darren was never massive on. Um, I think just because I don't think there's any place for. Not running in this team and uh, not working hard, and and I think they're going to use everything they can. The sports science, the obviously you can see it with your own eyes, but statistics help back that up. And and I think it's uh, it also helps you manage yourself. So I think there is a different, different, definite uh, addition to the sports science in terms of we're we're probably using it be- uh, more this year and to to get feedback from how. how Rather than just us just going in the same we really saw it kind of backs up. They go, oh yeah, you, you ran a kind hell of a long way yesterday, or you did a lot um, of high speed runs.
2: Yeah, just very quickly, just for the viewers, the sports science and these uh, new tracker systems basically they'll show up certain things in football. One, obviously, the mileage you're doing or the kilometres you're doing. You know, they're also pick up sort of areas of the pitch you're actually going to be in and where you can, yeah. like, uh, so that the management can actually say, right, I need you more in that area. Of the pitch because you're not going in there, you know, so yeah, yeah. There, there might be a little bit more advancedness in, in attacking the box from midfielders as well as this, the defensive side, and how quickly they're getting back and whether they need more miles in the tank to actually build up the stamina work so they can get through games and, and build up the, uh, the stamina. It's also like, you know, it'll, it'll take uh, the speed of the, the distance they yeah. on, the speed that they're doing, you know, the acceleration that they're doing as well. It's so advanced and stuff now. Uh, it really is uh, pinpointing, and they're saying the figures don't lie. You know, you'll, you'll see the difference between a centre half, a right back, or wing backs, and also the midfield, how much they're they're doing, and also the type of runs that their forwards are doing, and then they can pick it all up and then bring that into the analysis of the game uh, when they look at it during the week. So it is there is a definite place for it. I know Darren solved yeah. it in a different yeah. way, but um, it is definitely the way forward. Um, so that's just an insight for the for the, for the listeners about yeah. what these tracker things actually do,
3: and and they tell so you do tests on your on your first couple of days and it will tell you so you do a, a thirty meter sprint at full as fast as you can go, and then uh, you're obviously channelled into that. That's your stats, so you're all individually gauged, and it will tell you how many. So say you do ten thousand kilometers in a game, it will tell you two thousand of them were at in your top eighty percent. So, you were going. You're working at nearly your maximum for two thousand meters, and some, so it tells you all different things, like how many sprints you do and how many high, high, high energy runs you do, rather than just jogging around. So, you can really dig into the data, and you can. Well, it tells its own story, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Are you finding, though, uh, Josh, that you know, into the second week, it's a little bit easier now. <laughs>
3: Uh, no, I don't know if it gets easier or the expectation no. just gets better. I don't know. No, um, no, I definitely don't think it gets any easier. I think... Uh, and we're definitely going to keep pushing as a group. It's been... The um, first couple of days were hard runs in terms of the actual style of running, the type of run we've done. And maybe now they've become more football-driven, uh, so they kind of don't feel quite as hard as you're... But as Sophie said, they're more disguised than just running around. Hmm. But... um. I don't think there's any shine away. If you do a run properly and you put as much in as you can, it's, it's as hard as it's as hard as you make it, really. And and if you're... Yeah. Uh, knowing this group life I do it and they put everything into it, I know it's... Um, definitely no one's going to be finding it easy yet. Yeah. Come week three or four, when the games start, that's when you, I think you start feeling easier. Yeah. Just because you've got that game sharpness back. But at the moment, I think all your time you're doing your runs, you're just working as hard, as, you, as maximum as you can on that day to day it changes you've got to bear in mind we're only, we're only human our bodies hurt and uh, you go in one day and you can't like we're going to run and they can film a car for about three days afterwards so you're trying to gauge yourself and, and you're trying to get through through rather than push yourself to break and I think that's definitely saying you learn as you get older to from pre-season is to get you fit not break you before the season so you definitely learn how to manage yourself a bit better as you get older mm. and knowing when to push hard and when you might need to just take it just look after yourself a little bit just to, to make sure you're there on the 6th of August.
0: So does the holiday seem a long way away now? God, yeah. <laughs> way too, way, way too far. Where did you go? Anywhere nice? <laughs> it's,
3: yeah, we went to Rhodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were a couple of weeks out there, which was lovely. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm off on the 19th, Josh, all right? So just
2: when you're doing all your extra <laughs> running, just remember me my budgie smugglers on and my, oh, my yeah. and my phone
3: lines. You've had a good <laughs> year, you, Sophie. You've been away every time I spoke to you, mate. <laughs>
2: well, I like to uh, 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 I know, allow myself to see parts of the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Rick,
0: Rick, do you want to discuss the uh, the modelling aspect of uh, Josh's uh, new job now as well?
1: Uh, no, I think it's been covered. Um, going to play on, on, on Monkey Business this week. Yeah. Obviously going to play a bit of craft work. for uh, for the skipper. Um, Josh, since you've been... A long time since we've spoken to you, there have been two major revelations that have come to light that you might have missed out on that I think you ought to know. Uh, Wales, apparently, are uh, going to win the World Cup. I Have it on good authority. Uh, Also, from the same source... Aston Villa are going to win the Premier League.
0: <laughs> wow. no, no, hang on a minute. Let, 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 let's get <laughs> this, you, in, this right. <laughs> I, I didn't say Aston, speaking, Aston Villa was... speaking now. I, <laughs> yeah,
1: <didn't... laughs> I think you might be right.
0: Yeah, well, don't crowd me out then. I didn't say Aston Villa were going to win the league. What I said was if uh, one of the three or that four accepted over. teams didn't win it, that they were a dark horse, which is slightly different than what you're putting across to the listeners, Mr Hyatt. All right.
1: Your, your reputation is intact. Yeah.
0: Well, is in tatters? In tatters, we yeah. Wow. Right. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's unchanged, isn't
0: it? Let's be honest. Hilda, your thing flashed just now. Are you there or not? No, he's not. Is he flashing, is he? Well, he's still getting his air cars, I Think I think. I don't know. But anyway, um, if we're going to switch back to what we were discussing when, um, when Josh arrived, um, Cristiano Ronaldo, what do you think about it, Josh?
3: Um... It's a difficult one because I can understand why he's done it. I don't understand the timing of it because he knew at the end of the season they weren't going to get Champions League. So to wait until a month before, a month before, before the season to suddenly say, I want Champions League season. Do, do you
2: think it's it's sometimes there's a, a thing in corporate stuff about a little nudge? Do you think that's like a little nudge in the right direction saying like, listen, you need to pull your oh, fingers yeah. out and uh, get some sign-ins and get the right sign-ins yeah, done? Yeah, Otherwise, this this uh, club is going to just go downhill. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know,
3: kind of like uh, it's, it's like when a manager puts youth team players on the bench. Sometimes there's plenty of senior players around. They do it as a message to the chairman, don't they? And as if yeah. to say, I need more players. So it could yeah. be it could be one of them. It could be kind of thing like, yeah, either by players or ongoing. But the timing of it is very strange. But I think he's done similar for elite football, and he's not going to get that. I don't think anytime soon at Man United. So mm. it's, uh, it's just, they're in a. Tricky, tricky position.
0: But then again, know, it's
3: mean,
2: going to be a tougher year this year for everybody. So, like you know, we, said, uh, we tapped on it last week, didn't we? That you know, it's an actual it's going to be a lot harder to pick up points this year. And there's no guarantee that Manchester United are going to be in the top four this year either. Like, so unless they do really start signing some top quality players, I think it's going to be another hard season for Manchester United. Stop smiling. Yeah. No, I'm not smiling. I just think it is. I, I, I love. You are. I love the, I love the Liverpool. You know, is is unprecedented. You know, I love those games. I absolutely love it. And yeah, absolutely, I love the, the success we've had. But there's no guarantees, but we need a competitive league. You know, to bring the best out of, of Liverpool, Manchester United. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, you know, Man City, Tottenham, Arsenal. You know, and it's going to be tough there this year. Like, you know, there's going to be some good signings, some rotational stuff as well. Going on between Everton and Tottenham, and you know, and those players are going to really want to uh, to succeed. And um, I, th- I think it's going to be very interesting. I also think the cup games are going to be really interesting this year because that's still silverware, and um, if these players want to turn around and say oh, I've won something. I think the cups, cups this year will be
0: um, slightly more important than they possibly were last year. But having said that, I mean Manchester United have been trying to sign players and it looks now, um, they've got this fullback in the bag by all accounts. De Jong's agent was over there today, so they say, so that's looking pretty favourable. Erickson's now come out and said he's gonna sign for United. So there's another one. And there's this, er- this... Ericsson's not
2: Ericsson's not listen, Erickson's a fantastic player. But but I, 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 I... Totally agree. I listened to to Talk Sport today. I totally agree with what they're saying. It's not the signing Manchester United should be making. These no, guys, it's, it's, it's still it's guys, still, it's still like is they have the no plan. Sorry? It's still like they have
1: no plan. Well, I think the but plan that Tad wants basically is, is all built around getting um Frankie De As soon as that one goes in, then the rest of it you can build from that. But you're right, without that signing, it does look a bit scattergun
2: like it has done in the past but do you honestly think you know yeah. like Josh You know, if you're, if you're a Manchester United supporter now are you thinking hang on a minute no we're looking we were looking at well cast players and now don't get me wrong I mean Ericsson is a, a fabulous player and I absolutely love yeah. watching him play but is he that type of player that the fans want to be seeing the top man the manager's come in and said right I'm going to get rid of this player that player and I'm going to be bringing this and all of a sudden he goes oh and uh, Nothing's really happened. Oh, we're
3: going to sign Ericsson. Yeah, it just—it just, it just looks—it looks like Man United. Like over the last few years, it looks like it's a—it's a—it's a buy to appease people. There's no real thought process in it. It's kind of like—it's not like they've planned to buy him the whole time they've been desperately after It's kind of like, oh, he's there. Well, let's just get him. Well, in the top games, when's he going to get a game? Well, exactly. That's the thing. He doesn't. If they're going to, if they think Bruno Fernandez is what they think he is. How does Ericsson displace him? I, I think Ericsson's a, a very good player. Probably, play I'm probably playing over Bruno Fernandes myself. Well, but, <laughs> that's an
2: interesting that. one because I, I think quality of, you know, if you think of quality of keeping the ball, Ericsson's your man. Yeah, oh, and, but yeah, that, that, could, that could enhance possibly pushing uh, Fernandes further forward in terms of yeah, yeah, attacking yeah. positions. But I think that's, I see why that, been, that's, that's, that's why United want him to
1: put that because Bruno for the last six months has been cruising. He's so in game. His passing is all over the place because he's trying to create things, which just ends up that he's he's losing possession all the time. If you've got another option as good as him yeah, in that same him. position, yeah. you know it's the same what what what, what Tellers did with um, Luke Shaw, made him yeah. into a better player simply by being there, and and hopefully you know that's the and also it means Fernandez doesn't have to play every game.
3: Yeah, I I just I just think I don't really know. Well, hopefully United sign a few good players, and but I just can't. I agree with Corby. I just cannot see him. I can't even see him challenging teams like Tottenham. And you look at their midfield, and on paper, it's one of, it's one of the poorest midfields in the league, not yeah. just in the top. Yeah, but not not, not with
0: top. not with um, um, De Jong in there and and Ericsson. I don't think you can say they've got one of the worst midfields in the league with those two players. Yeah, but they're not there yet, are they? Well,
3: Everything in football, nothing is done until... No, Bayern.
0: I I agree with that. But, I mean, it, it, it's certainly looking as though they will be coming. Um, Hilda when, has, when, Hilda look, has when, joined when, us. Sorry, when,
2: just jumping in, just jumping in very quickly on that point. When you have a look at it, so we've got Man City are going to be driven to win it again. He's going to want, he's going to want the Champions League as well. Liverpool didn't do it last year, so he's going to be driving them as well. You've got Conte at Tottenham. Yeah, he's going to want so much out of his squad this year. Last year was not acceptable to it. He's going to be driving them, you know. Then you know you've got Everton; they're not acceptable, acceptable. What they did last year, they're going to want a higher position, you know. And I think that they're and, and these teams, all team, all those teams, have bought, and I think bought fairly well to make it interesting for all the supporters. I think that they've got a chance of doing something really special this year, you know. And then you know, Man United, they're still haven't really hit now that might change literally that might change over the next couple of weeks you know and there'll be everybody be going flipping out they're looking strong you know so that could well change but it's not looking the vibes you know you get a feeling don't you Josh about the clubs and the, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. vibes that you get from that club the vibes are not good at the moment and and I do fear I do fear what's going on and we said it last week didn't we and we said it the week before what's going on at our football club to make it look for me, to make it look as bad as it does at the moment.
0: You know, can you but, but, but can you, you smell it? Talk, you talk about excuse me. Can, can you smell that <laughs> bullshit? They call it. You're talking <laughs> bullshit, Thorpey. No, I but, think but, you're. But you you think about signings, every, we about We all talk,
3: we'll, we'll talk about signings, but you think there's so much deadwood they still haven't moved on. Yeah. Martial's still there. Yep. They're going to be going into another season with Martial as second choice striker. They're going to go into... Do you know what I mean? They've still got the likes of McTominay, Fred. The same players who've got them in the position who were deemed not good enough are still there on the whole. They've got really six players, seven players, haven't they?
0: But, I mean, so, I think one of, the, one of the points that you, you've made about Everton, about Arsenal, about City, about Tottenham, but to a, to a degree, if those teams improve to the degree that you're suggesting that they might, it's going to make it's going to make the whole top four, top five syndrome a hell of a lot different because they're all going to be beating each other. So it, I would suggest yeah. that you're not going to get a situation where one team is suddenly 10 points clear or something because I think that they're all going to start beating each other, which is going to make the whole thing a Isn't lot that, more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I've said for a while, it's going to for me, it's going to... To be the most interesting Premier League season. You know, we always say about the Championship being the best league in the world because it's like so exciting. You know, even towards the end, it really just gripped you. I think, you oh, no, there's so many combinations that could happen, mm. you know, about going up uh, or going down. But um, yeah, I think this year could be really, really interesting. You know, I think, you know, Man City with a the sign they've made, it, it looks like odds on that they're going to win it again. But there's a but there. He's still got to fit into that team. The potential is unbelievable. But there are going to be teams out there that are going to say, How can we stop Harlem? How can we stop them? You know, and, um, and it, it's, it, it
0: really does line up for an exciting season. Hmm. Helder, you've been sat there looking, looking all, all sad. And, you know, are, are you disappointed with the am end
4: result? Am, am I looking more streamlined? No, I was going to say, I, nice, I, nice, are, you, nice.
0: are you disappointed Not with the end result?
4: Because,
0: uh, you know, I mean, how much did they charge for that? Oh,
4: um, I mean, I'd give you the full details, but I suppose I probably shouldn't give them free advertising. So I'll just say it's a quality it service, make. but a long wait.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> how, how much did they charge you for that? Come on, tell us.
4: Uh, that was £18.
0: God, bloody hell. I eat it. God, I get mine done for a tenner. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, it's football bloody hell, not hair <laughs> Listen, listen. And hey, that, those Lionel Blair cuts are looking expensive nowadays, aren't they? <laughs> When did you last go in there, Thorpey? Hey, don't <laughs> long time no, ago. My, mine's, mine's free. Yeah. Mine's free. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, Yeah, very free, very free. You know, it was very, very
4: difficult to make that joke at Thorpey without offending you, Josh. So I do apologise. <laughs> 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 you know, but lads, you can
1: tell United aren't doing very well because Adrian's obsessed with Josh's modelling career, Hilda's <laughs> haircut, anything. No, and don't talk yeah.
0: about the football. On the, on the contrary, Rick, I am very excited about the new season. I think United are going to do far better oh, than everybody so thinks they are. Um, uh,
4: copy and paste, copy and paste from yeah,
0: that season. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, have you got any questions you'd like to put to our, our esteemed guest, Mr Staunton, uh, Hilda, since you missed out on the initial you know, debate?
4: Yeah, I just want to know how it's going under the new regime. I mean, I've, I've had limited... Discussions with Mr. Hargreaves before, but just how he comes across even in his media work, like he comes across first and foremost like a top quality bloke, and no doubt he was very crucial in you in your decision for staying on, Josh.
3: Yeah, he was. um, Yeah, as soon as I met him, really, I, I think we we seemed to get on well. We we liked what each other said, and it made it very easy. I think I agree. I think he's a he's a really really good bloke first and foremost, and he definitely knows his stuff on the training pitch, which is always a, a bonus, isn't it?
4: Have you noticed um, sort of a, a, a difference so far in terms of when you get a new manager comes in? This is no disrespect to what, what happened before because Darren was brilliant for Oval, but obviously once you get a new manager through the door, there's a different feel about the place, isn't there? Different coaching staff as well. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. So you feel like yeah. there's a good vibe going into the new season? Probably yeah. a few players shorter than, than um, he would like still?
3: Yeah, as I said earlier, I think um, every manager has their own way of doing things, don't they? And um, there is no right or wrong, but I think the group has reacted very well to the Gaffer and Toddy and Marcus, and I think they they like what they see so far, and and I think it's got the, got the potential to be a very good good relationship. And uh, we are, as you say, we are we're still a few players short of where we want to be, but I think it's important that we get the right players through, not just whoever we can. Yeah. So sometimes you. At this level, we are better off just waiting and being patient, and and wait for the right person to fit properly, rather than trying to squeeze a, a square peg into a round hole, so to speak.
0: Your first game is, I think, it's eight days away now. Um, uh, you know, are you looking forward to that?
3: Yeah, I can't wait for the games to start. It means it means the runs stop stop a little bit. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think every player I think looks for that first game as quick as possible and then yeah. once the games come they seem to come thick and fast so it is a, it is literally just counting down the days and surviving getting through every day till then mm. making sure your body's in the best place it can be and then once they start it, the, the, it feels like a season it feels like the season it feels like the season is nearly in sight because the days just go so much quicker when those games breaking up a week
0: Yeah and of course you, you, you've you got one. well you've got uh, July the 12th Taunton, 16th Exeter, 23rd Plymouth, 26th Dorchester, 30th. So it's not what's that? Five or six days, nothing more than that, is it? Between each game, so it's going to be pretty yeah, uh, no, 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 pretty intense. Yeah, that's for come,
3: sure. They will be intense, and I think it's. I think as as we saying, is it, That's where that sports scientist probably comes into a bit more and look after yourself because it is. It's a big toll on your body to suddenly throw yourself into games like that. It's important we recover right and, and get the minutes you need and, and ease yourself into the season because ultimately that is the date you're working towards, isn't it? The sixth of August, not, not the first. It ultimately,
2: is, it ultimately as well, it's about building up so that the the, the the levels of your performance come up to you know to when you hit that first game of the season. You know, I remember playing about eight or nine preseason games and and I said to the lads, I'm worried that we peak too early because the last yeah. two or three performances were absolutely shocking. So that build-up to, yeah, yeah. you know, not just like in your, your general play, but it's your sharpness, and then you're keeping the ball, and then you even down to your set plays. Well,
3: it's, um, it's everything, isn't it? It's different. everything, isn't it? It's it's, it's mentally, yeah. it's, it's mentally you, you get to a stage where you, you reach like your optimum con- concentration, and because there's there's nothing, it's not it's not the same as a, it's not the same as a first in game in terms of the adrenaline. In, is it? A pre, like, there's no point. You you'd be silly to sit here and say you get the same pump for a preseason friendly as you do for a get for a league game. So, like you say, if you have, if you end up having too many, you kind of reach your con- peak concentration, and then your habits start to slot, get sloppy because it's only a preseason game, and results mm. don't really matter. And people overplay. You make decisions you probably wouldn't make on a Saturday if you played too many games because it, you just start start taking liberties, really. So I think you I think you're right. I think you, you reach your peak in everything, your mentality, your your concentration, your physical side of thing, your 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 readiness on the ball, your decision making and, and it is important you get the balance right because if you sit there for if you have nine or ten you, you can easily feel like it's friendly after friendly after friendly and it's 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 very hard to get out of that mindset. Mm. It's also the balance between the
2: physical fitness and if you're physically fit, you're mentally fit as well. Yeah. yeah. And the opposite way around as well, because like you know that that mental ability, you know, I used to talk to my players, you know, when I was doing my couple of stints at manager, you know, I want you to be physically strong, but I want you even more to be mentally strong because, you know, there's certain situations through the season where you have to be mentally probably twice as strong as you do physically, like to get through those beard, you know. A little bit yeah, talcum powder I'm... next week, all right? <laughs> <laughs> come as everyone should come as Scorpie next
0: week. Rick, what do you? We were talking about mm-hmm. Ronaldo. Yeah. What do you think about this talk about swapping him for Lewandowski? Easy for you to
1: say, Adrian. Who's that?
0: Yeah, Lewandowski.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I, um First, I've heard of it, and I would rather that happen than Ronaldo go to Chelsea.
0: Oh yeah, I think we'd so, all agree on that.
1: Yeah, you don't. I mean, it would, from his point of view, ruin his legacy if he goes to another, another Premier League club. Uh, I don't, it's, it's an odd one because he says he's, he still maintains he's got three or four seasons left, but he wants to move for immediate Champions League football that he knew he, he wasn't going to get back in, back in May. So, it's, I don't know, there's an awful lot of media nonsense about the whole situation, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Because you never know, the, sp- the speed that things move we were talking earlier about United potentially making. I mean, they could make wind in the right direction. Could make three signings this week. That could change the whole landscape for them completely, and with them being quality players as well. So, until it actually happens, there's an awful lot of people trying to sell an awful lot of newspapers.
0: Well, this is true. This is true. But but moving on, what about uh, Jesus to Arsenal? What do we think about that one? Good signing, I think.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Good Logan,
0: signing. Sorry. Yeah. I think if you actually look at
4: what he's done in terms of I think his minutes on the pitch are his stats are possibly a little bit misleading because I don't think he's had too many starts in the actual um minutes as he's accumulated for, for City. But if you actually look at how many times he's started and the, the impact that he's made, I think he's he's done he's done really well and it's probably um it's going to be interesting to see him going up through the middle as well, because it seems as though that Guardioli was set on sort of playing him more out wide in the last sort of couple of seasons or so, and Arsenal will probably signed him, it looks like, uh, to go through the middle. So I think if he's given the service, I think he'll be a really good asset for Arsenal. But even with Arsenal making signings like that, you still feel that Arsenal will still probably be Arsenal in terms of their midfield and at the back, and that's probably what's going to hinder them if they're not going to challenge for top Thor. Granit, Gaka. Yeah, exactly.
0: What about <laughs> um, what about Spurs and, and Richarlison? I mean, that that's, it seems on the face of it to be not a bad no, sign-in. But... I
1: was talking to someone yesterday and they said that as well as Richarlison, they were in for Rafinha. Well, they're the same bloke, aren't they? <laughs> that's, that's buying the same player twice.
0: Yeah, but how's it all going to fit in with Harry Kane? That's the thing.
1: Our spurs will still be Spurs, and they'll find a way. They'll flatter to deceive, and then ultimately
2: end up with no silverware again. Just going back to the Jesus one, like the, the, what they've got there. So, the Arsenal have actually before bought players in from abroad without a proven track record yeah. in the Premiership. The one thing with Jesus is the fact that he's proven at this level. That he is a, is a top goal scorer. So if they give him, if they give him the service which they need to improve on, then he, mm-hmm. he's definitely the man that can put them into those uh, that in, into those challenging positions. But right, you know, but they but do need to, they can't just stop there. They need to add to another. They need to give him somebody else at the same quality as well. But it's it's interesting
1: saying about you know the, the perennial This is the season where Manchester City are making big changes to their squad. Liverpool are making big changes to their squad, but neither of them have made those many changes with people going out as well as people coming in. Because if City get rid of um, Jesus and then also uh, Sterling, you know, that's that's a completely different forward line and you're putting a lot of faith
4: in that. Rick, you, change. Just on that subject, do you think there's a, an arrogance about City for to be in a position 100%. where... They're Absolutely. happy for Sterling and Jesus to go yeah. to Arsenal and Chelsea if the Sterling deal goes off. And I know that, you know, they might look at it as not going to a direct rival because they're just that oh, they're so league, far that league yeah. above as well. But yeah. I just feel like the way that the Sterling deal has been talked about in terms of he's in the prime of his career, he's 27 yeah. years old still, which is crazy. 50 million and just let him let him go to Chelsea. Yeah. It just, I, think,
1: I, think I can't, can't get it my head around it. Round. This, this, this upcoming season, I certainly think it's going to come round and it's going to bite City on the bum. Because they're putting an awful lot of faith in Haaland, who over the last few seasons has missed approximate. He's missed a lot of games. I wouldn't put a figure on it, but he has missed an awful lot of games. And the Premier League is notorious for finding people out who are injury prone. So you do that. Grealish still hasn't set the world on fire. Uh, Calvin Phillips is, uh, poor man's Rodri that they've already got. So I don't know. I just I, the one I'm hoping is that getting rid of Mane and keeping on 96 year old James Milner and the <laughs> delight Jeez. that is Jordan Henderson. I just hoping that that you know the same sort of thing happens with the bin dippers as well because it it makes the league a lot more exciting. The difference, the closer that the teams are, and it just seems that those those moves may well come off season after next but for this yeah. upcoming season you know I, th- I think it, it, inadvertently what the, both those clubs have, might have done is levelled the playing field a little bit handicapped yeah. themselves
0: yeah and Just don't forget example, Bernardo Silva is also uh, yeah
1: Bernardo Silva he could be leaving.
0: going as well see that's Isn't crazy I think, a, I think he'd be a really big miss for him I do I yeah. do I do I think, think he'd be a really really big miss
1: not got a ready-made replacement for that Gunnigan's on a, has been on about for the last two seasons he's been on about leaving so, yeah. you know, yeah, it'd be interesting. But this season. Qu- it- go
2: on. Go on. So I've, I've got a question, question for the group, actually. Like, do you, it's sort of like, you know that sometimes teams buy players because they, they know each other? Do you not think that Arsenal wouldn't say, right, hang on a minute, why don't we go for why? Sterling as well? Because he, yeah. he could, he's the one that actually knows Jesus' game. He's the one that delivers the flipping quality crosses for Jesus and sets up so many goals for him. You know, his, his actual uh, assistance record on goals, assist is absolutely excellent for last year. And he's right up there with some of the best. Actually, I think, in, consider where, where Arsenal finished last year, I'd say, hang on a minute. You know, if we really do mean business for our fans, why are we not going in for Sterling as well? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think about that that? Uh, I guess I <laughs> guess it would be wages,
4: would it? It would be wages because,
2: yeah,
4: like if they were to go with Sterling, it actually looks like that Sterling's going to be cheaper than what Rafinha's going to be, when I've no doubt that Rafinha's going to be a really decent player in the future, yeah. and he is now. But to think that Sterling would actually be a cheaper option at the moment than Rafinha is actually a, quite a crazy sentence in itself, really. Mm. And there's usually a premium yeah. with English players as well, so you'd expect yeah. to pay more.
1: So if you're actually doing it the other way around, if a, if a Premier League team can pick up Sterling, whatever the price at the moment, I think it's a great bit of business for him.
2: Yeah, especially at the age of twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolute prime time.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well,
1: I don't like Sterling, so I'm not bothered. (laughs) But you're Welsh, did you say?
0: No, I said I don't like Sterling. I'm not bothered.
1: (laughs) Okay, fair enough.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's
2: essentially what he said. Yeah. (laughs) Who else don't you like, Adrian? You, you nasty little man. He's just disappointed he's not being linked with Carlos City.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about your boy Gareth not coming back to Wales, Adrian?
0: Yeah, I'm disappointed. I thought he would have. I thought that's where he would have gone. I must admit. But then yeah. again, Los Angeles, hey, all there. the sunshine and the beaches and Californian style. Los Angeles. If ever, if ever,
1: there, was Angeles. Player, if ever yeah. there was a player who was designed to go and finish his career in the United States, it's Gareth Bale.
4: Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely an yeah. aid for him. Really? I mean, yeah. To be fair, AD's always said it. What can you do in LA that you can't do in Cardiff? Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> but there is one thing missing in Cardiff, and it ne- always will be, and that's the sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Um, what else have I got on my list here? Dibala or oh, Dibala. What about, what about him? He's, a, he's been... Um,
4: With the so, broke. I was going to say Dybala cool, but that's probably a bit harsh. Because... Um,
0: <laughs> <just laughs> um, yeah.
4: he's, uh, he's someone that I think has been a victim of his of his own injury kind of yeah. record, really. I think if you're talking about Dybala when he first burst onto the scene when he was at... Uh, to not quote Michael Richards, but... Um, when he was at Palermo, I think, before he then got snapped up by Juventus. Um, he was offered to Tottenham, wasn't he, about 18 months ago? Yeah. But that didn't really come off. I don't think. According to Wikipedia, like, Paolo Ezequiel
1: Dibala is
4: a. Thank you, I Siri. Never know.
2: <laughs> Siri. <laughs> I
4: never know. Thank you, Siri, for just confirming um, just what I was trying to get say. But I think the fact that Dibala is a free transfer at the moment probably speaks volumes about where his career has gone and I think if anyone was to pick him up now would be a gamble when you think that he'll probably cost quite a bit on wages and demand quite a high signing-on fee as well for being out of contract?
0: So I take it you wouldn't buy him then?
4: No, No, I don't think so which is why I'm surprised that United haven't been linked with him He has been linked with him He
1: was linked yeah, I think
4: if you were to get Dabala yeah, if you were to get Dybala, I wouldn't be surprised if we're in this podcast in six months' time, and both of you uh, Rick and Adi are saying how frustrating a signing it's been, yeah, because you can't yeah. get him on the pitch or doesn't look like, like that he's making an effort. Or I think it's been linked with Inter, hasn't he? That might be yeah. something that they look to do, but I don't know why. Seeing as Lukaku's done, isn't it? Has completed mm-hmm.
0: now. Yeah, yeah.
4: Has he
3: gone back there? Is he?
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, that, so. yeah, on, yeah,
4: on loan. That is a strange
3: bit of business by Chelsea, isn't it? It's cutting
1: your losses, isn't it? Really, it was a bad, bad move in the first place, and just trying to get out. That's what I mean. Like, what, why, why are they
3: suddenly why, I,
1: Because he was available, I
3: think. It's in the group, that the senior boys actually respected me have to do it properly, and then come to me afterwards and after the, at the end of the season and and have kind words to say about me and gave me very good feedback. It was definitely um, a great experience. Something I, I learned a lot from. Learned a lot about myself, and uh, hopefully one day, when the time is right, it'll be a it'll be an avenue I'd like to, I'd like to explore. But do you work, really put a hundred percent record at,
1: uh, in jeopardy? Yeah, you've you've got hundred percent now. Just like That's San Art, 100% Art, 100% Just like yeah at yeah, England, he's with Dice now. Yeah, <laughs> walk away, Stomkin.
4: It's a lot of work, though,
2: isn't it, Josh? The amount the amount you have a, to think about is,
3: in, is it's, just it's, insane. It's a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, it really is. Like, there's so much you don't think about, and it really does. It just, it just takes over your whole. Obviously, it's how, not how like playing
4: Football Manager
3: then. Josh. No, it's 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 very, <laughs> it's very. Um, it's twenty-four-seven. Yeah, it really uh, swallows you up. Like you have, there's constant conversations. Yeah. And, and the thing I didn't obviously realise is I had, I woke up with tons of phone calls every morning from players, <laughs> managers, yeah. you, you, and I don't really know why they're ringing me. But really, even have, in that thin, yeah, yeah I, I, that's surprising. I, 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 had,
2: I, I, well, I think that's quite surprising. From... I'm I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I've, yeah. I've been there. The amount
3: of time your phone goes off is just crazy. I could not believe it. My phone was constantly going off. I mean, I woke up, and there is always something going on. Like Josh, Josh, Josh Nerfield got called back from loan. I woke up that morning with, with uh, five missed calls from Nathan Jones, ten from a random number from Luton. So it's just you are just constantly working, and, and that sounds stupid because I wasn't really working. I wasn't doing it like even to a degree a manager would do it in terms of I didn't had a bit of analysis, but didn't have a massive. And it was just it, it really really was an eye opener. I thought, wow, this is it shows you how important your team is. Yeah, and that's why I can I can understand why managers take their people with them because it is um it's a it's a big old job, really big job. It was it was fascinating though. I really really enjoyed it.
0: Based on that that little stint, um, Josh, do you think that Chris Hargreaves will be looking to you to be the sort of Conjure it between the, the team's players and the management.
3: Um, I've always, I've always, to be fair, I've always had that sort of relationship with managers where I've, I'm, I'm very, I don't, I don't mind having an honest conversation, and, and I'll speak on behalf of the other boys. So it makes it very easy to to walk into the manager's office and and speak freely because you both respect each other enough that you know there's not going to be any bad blood do you know what I mean even sometimes there's some very awkward conversations you have to have with, with managers when you're and sometimes when you're speaking for boys who don't feel confident speaking to a manager it can be they can be hard so I've always I've always felt comfortable doing that and, and I don't think Chris will be any different and, and so far we've had some good conversations and it's just a it's just a trust and respect isn't it and I think he knows I'm in it for the right reasons and as soon as you know a player is doing something for the right reasons it makes it much easier to, to respect what they're saying and, and actually listen to them rather than just thinking, like, he's just in it for himself kind of thing.
0: Well One of the things that struck me over the, the, the closed season, too, was that the um, the club has got this sponsorship deal with um, Pittards. You mentioned it earlier. But, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pittards are a, a very old and well-established firm in Yeovil. And I, I don't fancy, as, as, a, as a, a club, we've... We we don't seem to have maybe made the best use of, of sponsors in and around the town. I mean, Pitards are you know I've been there for years. They're a world renowned company. Yeah, yeah. And, and to pull them on board, I think is a great. It's a bit of a coup on the quiet. Well, obviously, yeah. it's not
3: my it's not my remit, is it? But I've, I we had conversations with I had conversations with Mark, the commercial man, over the summer, and and when I went down to Pitards and I met a lot of well, there's an honors board. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've been there. I presume you might have been. If you,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: there's an honours board, isn't there? People mm. who've worked for Pitt up for 25 years and 50 years, and the amount of names which have done that, it's obviously a massive part of the town. And when I was walking around there, there was a lot of Yeovil people, and you, and you, like I, I stood with 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 two blokes and done it, and they were massive Yeovil fans. And you think this is what it's about, isn't it? This is what you're you're playing for, and this is well, this, this, this isn't it one of the reasons why the Yeovil is called. The Gavis, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and uh, so I learned a lot from it. I think, and I agree. I think those sort of relationships with a with a the heritage of the club and the heritage of, of a place like that, it it makes sense to tap into it and and mutually benefit each other. And it was it was it was a bit part of the we were missing out. I think because they have so much to offer. It's obviously, as you say, it's a world renowned. I didn't realize until. I couldn't believe until I went round and looked round and spoke to the, the, the CEO lady um how worldwide that brand is that, how mm. worldwide that is, that is the it's best of the best leather, like yeah. Joy, all the making making goods for American football, like they are as elite as you can get in, in the leather world. So to have that on our doorstep is is special and it's a special relationship we should we should use as a club because we should be in it together. And and, and and they were delighted to be on board. The, the people working on the on the floor in there were ecstatic to be to feel like they were part of the club. And and it's nice to be able to give them something back for all their just to be involved and just go around and talk to them because that is what they they bleed they bleed green. Do you know what I mean that is what you're there. For. That yeah. is, at the, end of the day, that is who you're representing every time you go out and step onto a pitch for yoga.
0: And you, 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 would expect that. I would imagine that some sort of involvement with Westlands might not be that far around the corner, because obviously, again, they're a huge, you know, world-renowned yeah. company. Makes sense for them to be on board. Yeah. Well,
3: I, so, I, I, to be honest, I don't really know too well about that So Obviously, we went to Leonardo's, which was fascinating, and and had conversations with the with the pilots who had all served in the RAF and talked about lots of things, and and that was. Like a whole other world, and 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 the same thing. They're delighted to be part of the community, and, and we as a club are a massive part of the community. So it's, it's important we bring the community together, and and they're all facets of the community. We can we can help grow Yovo as a place, and and we should all feel proud of having them things, them them massive industries in our on our doorsteps and in our town. So. It's nice to feel like we're all in it together.
0: Hmm, absolutely. But
2: right in saying as well, uh AD, is that not where the original pitch used to be? It used to be behind the penmill Mill Hotel, in between there and Pittard's,
3: wasn't
0: it? I think you're possibly right, uh Thorpe. Yeah. I mean yeah, the original
3: Pets is it pet's Way? Yeah. Is it was it yeah. didn't it used to be where the Tesco's? Is it somewhere it was somewhere around there? I know the Tesco's is when when so I used to play. Well, yeah, that Oh, was is, that, is that where so there's had... been through, Oh, right. Oh well yeah, so... funny enough when we went to Leonardo's they were telling us they were they were telling us a story and I think if it wasn't for some I can't remember the intricacies of it because it's quite complicated but if if it wasn't for Leonardo's Jover wouldn't be a club I don't know why I don't know how something there was a merger and and it's some somewhere along the line I think so I obviously learned that when I went and met him. and and you you do you just feel you really feel part of it when you've got heritage like that involved
0: with the club it's it's nice i think you know westerns i mean people people like tony pounder's father for example um he worked for westerns and and a lot of thorpe tell you that a lot of people terry terry cotton um worked for westerns well there's there's several you
2: know neil Neil housley tony pounder himself still works
0: there yeah yeah exactly there's a big link there already but uh you know you you would imagine that that you know I mean, I've always surprised they've never had the names on the front of the shirt sort of thing that to me seems a like yeah a, yeah a, that would be a marriage made in heaven, really, but it doesn't seem to ever happen, but maybe it will sometime who knows you know well may maybe who who
3: knows who knows but i I definitely feel like in that side of things over the summer it was a- it was a fantastic summer for the club, and it was a step in the it felt like we were... i really felt like round the club round them places when I went in there. There was a real buzz for Yeovil again, and it was it was really really nice to see. It, it felt like everyone was very positive. There was nothing but positivity coming from all their relationships, so it was it was good to be part of.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing to to bear in mind too is that, that the reason for that is that, that the supporters are all seeing, you know, one you're putting yourselves around a bit, you're going to visit places and, and like you know pitars and what have you. Two. Some of the players that, that you know the really outstanding players that one would have wanted to sign have signed, and that's made a huge yeah, difference yeah. to confidence I think you know people like yourselves I mean you know we wouldn't want to lose you or or tom Knowles people like that you know and it's it's put a yeah, yeah. A, a real positive spin on the thing i think
3: yeah no it's been i think it's been a good summer for the club, and I hope that I think the next three weeks three or four weeks will be. Just as promising, I hope. I think there'll be there'll be good players continuing to come through the door.
0: Yeah, and of course, once you start actually getting out there and playing, and if you get you know some steady results, and I think I would think you want a steady start on the friendlies. Yeah. I mean, now, so that by the time you actually get to play your first competitive game, then you know you're ready to go. That's that's what we want to see, and I think you'll find then that the enthusiasm will build and the crowds will build, and you know you will be a much happier place.
3: Yeah, if we can get a real feel-good factor around the town, I think it'll only benefit everyone. everyone. Yeah. I think it'll be fantastic for the whole place. So, so hopefully we, we, we put ourselves in a position to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But, um, but uh, we're running out of time, gentlemen, I'm afraid. Um, so all I can mm-hmm. say is thank you very much for joining us, Josh, and trust you'll be available again next Thanks. week. And uh, Hilda, uh, no uh-huh. haircuts next yeah. week, please,
4: Hilda. Okay. No,
0: I should be good for another six weeks, mate, no, at yeah, least. At least. Uh, Rick, shame about the glasses, mate. I didn't know you had to wear glasses now. Yeah, I it getting old. That getting is old. the reason, mate, yeah, everything's packing up. Thorpey's just taking his off.
1: <laughs> Doesn't he look younger? Yeah. See <laughs> there you go.
0: Oh, look at that. Oh dear me. That's the sort of that's the sort of head that you could sort of carve in stone really, isn't oh. it? from the side the
2: look
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you very much for joining us chaps and uh, we will speak to you again Good next week hopefully and uh to everybody else out there thank you for joining us don't forget that we will be having full match commentary of the series of friendlies that you got lined up on three valleys radio so um keep your eyes open for those we've got uh taunton on the 12th Exeter the 16th, Plymouth the 23rd, Dorchester the 26th and Western of the 30th. So look out for those. But in the meantime, I've just got one thing to say, as I always do. Football bloody hell. You've been listening to Football bloody hell, with Paul Thorpe, Rick Hyatt, Josh Staunton, AD Hopper, and Hilda Pryor, here on Three Valleys Radio.